Welcome back to the After Dark Podcast, where we discuss topics that are none of our business. It's your boy, Black Mike, on the mic. We got Big Stir up top. You already know what it is. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. Give us five stars on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening to. Whoa. I don't know about you, Sterling, but I know we were talking pre-pod, and we were pretty hungover, pretty sleep-deprived from the fucking birthday weekend of the man of the hour big stir up top that was a good ass weekend bro a good ass weekend yeah i'm glad i'm glad y'all folks were able to come down it was a good it was good been to show you kind of my spot and i'm always feel like i spent a lot of time at y'all's place and uh meeting some of my people from school um and it's it's weird man because like I even tell people, I even said it, like I was sitting there talking to one of my boys from school, I was like, dude, it's just one of those things, and I think I said it to you, that's just one of those things where like, I know both groups of friends, and it's just awkward for me, because I'm like trying to get, like, I want like people to everybody to be like me, not like saying it's a bad thing, that not everybody's like me, but I'm like, damn, I wish they would just go over there and just like, fuck it, like, just mingle, and it's like, and it happened naturally, it kind of does, it kind of, like you kind of said, it does happen naturally i'm i'm blessed to have had so many good friends come down this week and spend the weekend and just have a good time and uh you know just chill man it was a good weekend uh got after it which i mean it's definitely rolled into my work week like heavy um but i mean i wouldn't take it back <laughs> all right so let's go ahead and get mm-hmm. to some topics that are on the dock we got a few today um that we got to get to Few of us got blindsided by the blindside news. If you know what I'm talking about, we're going to hit that later. James Harden's out here wilding again. I don't know where he wants to be in the league. I hope he knows that there's only 32 teams. He can't keep doing this his whole damn career. We got J. Cole talking crazy to me. I don't know if he's talking crazy to Sterling, but he's talking crazy to me. But we have to start it off with what was absolutely the biggest news since the last time we spoke to you guys. And it was actually it was actually pretty wild. It was a roller coaster of emotions, I would like to say. But I'm talking about Lil Tay, the death hoax. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I don't know how you don't know. You must be Patrick Starr living under a rock because this news was everywhere, catching everyone off guard. So essentially what happened, to break it down, Lil Tay and her brother were reported dead via Instagram. Via Instagram, there was a report that Lil Tay and her brother was dead, and it took Twitter by an absolute frenzy. I mean, I hadn't heard from Lil Tay in a hot minute, so it kind of threw me off guard. I was like, damn, you know, we used to all laugh at this chick, think she was kind of crazy, but she's just way too young to like have her life taken away. It was actually a pretty sad moment. Um, and it was really fishy. It was like, how does she died and her brother died at the same time and why is this just some like post and that's all we're getting and there's no news story of what's going on because that seems like a very uh coincidental type death for both of them to be dead like that and to just brush it over but that was not the end of the story what happened next a few days go by or a couple days i don't know um it reported that Lil Tay came out and said, hey, I'm still alive and my brother is still alive as well. Knowing her past with her parents, being an abusive, controlling type uh, parents-child uh, relationship, 
Should this raise eyebrows? Is there something more here? What is going on? Is this a publicity stunt? What are your initial thoughts and how do you make of it, Sterling? Uh, excuse me. Um, I'm not even fucking joking, bro. I'm, I'm dead ass still hungover from fucking the weekend. But um, <laughs> the the thing about it is, one, like, first off, like, Lil Tay is like, I thought it was like kind of like we like you you alluded to we we all used to laugh and joke about it because it's kind of like a funny thing like she was doing with the money and she was like, oh, like playing around a little asian like child like just being weird and you know whatever um and that's that's cool right like i mean back especially back in that day i mean how many years ago was that now like fuck couple i mean really years. like we were in high school you know yeah, but she was still doing stuff in college too. I feel like. Yeah, but she went. The OG video was like in high school. I'm pretty yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. So yeah. like that was back in. High I'm school. just thinking. I'm just thinking about the OG shit, and she was what they they reported her what fourteen and dead. Yeah. I mean, bro. First things first, with her to die or like die, um, and you know that's already like you said it is sad. It's obviously something you know in the moment's kind of what the fuck like what went on and i nothing pisses me off more personally when people put out posts like that um whether it's family members friends whoever and they're, they're the first initial line of like contact to the outside world to the internet on somebody dying and they do not put any type even like a fucking clue bro like even a clue because if you put that type of shit out most of the time like i'm thinking they killed themselves like that vague ass shit like like that's not even trying to be rude or nothing. Like I just be thinking like they killed themselves. Oh yeah, when they when they just try so hard to hide it and just like oh we were yeah, expecting this type yeah that's yeah it was like it. super unexpected. Yeah. It's like it'd be one thing if it was like a murder and or a homicide type of shit, and it's like damn like she was in a situation where like or we put our uh, we hate to say this but um so and so was passed that they're fighting battle in the hospital you know this that and the other with the uh, gunshot wounds or stab wounds or whatever type of stuff was going on and then they come about with her brother too i'm like bro what like what do they need I, and i'm thinking in the back of my head her parents banked off of that bullshit she was doing banked off of it easy cash easy fucking bread easy bro. money um and I ain't even mad at them for it. Like I ain't like I ain't gonna do it to my kids. But I'm like, damn, if you are gonna get your money, like, I mean, I, I always say, bro, I ain't got nothing. To, like, I never knocked the hustle, bro. I never knocked the fucking hustle. But the thing is, is like, for you to like really go and manipulate your your child or your children's lives to continuously make money first off you suck at managing money and you didn't do nothing about it you're an awful example for your kids like i mean they're already bad examples prior but like, even worse now and it's like bro like what do you want your kids to look at well how do you want your kids to look at you when they're in their 20s and 30s like how we look at our parents like with so much respect and like earnest about them and wisdom like they gonna be like okay bro i don't know how to act so i'm gonna keep acting fucking crazy and do dumb shit so your kids gonna end up worse than you a lot of times so it already raised eyebrows for me when that happened i was just i was kind of weirded out like i was just like that don't make no damn sense she's 14 they ain't no way like i can see nowadays kids starting to get into pills and shit earlier than like you know most people getting that to, like hard drugs quicker um nowadays because of the exposure to social media and the access to it um 
but bro like don't be doing like first off like don't fucking do that bro like that's not even fucking funny it's not cool it's not even appropriate and then and then they're thinking we're gonna make money because we're gonna bring her name their name her name back in the light bro you are about to get a lawsuit on your shit in a second bro like i'm dead ass i don't know if they've got that shit going yet there will definitely be some type of civil lawsuit going on in the next probably two to three years i guarantee off this shit because the statute of limitations on uh defamation i'm pretty sure it's like five years depending on what state they're in yeah so my head was all over the place i don't even i didn't know where to take it so like i said when i initially saw it i was like man this is this is crazy it's upsetting that will tay died at such a young age like even though she was making obnoxious content you know uh she didn't deserve to be dead at that age by any means and then for her brother to be dead too I was like, what, you know, what kind of scenario could have happened where that would have, like, uh, did they get in a car crash type situation? Like, but the other, you know, wrench in the story is that there has always been, you know, reports of the relationship with their parents and how their parents were abusive and forcing Lil Tay to do these stuff behind, uh, you know, beyond her will and stuff like that. And then, even the crazier thing about it is her uh, YouTube page, the description on her YouTube page was changed a couple months back saying, help me, period. And um, just like subliminal messaging there. And then and then the news comes out that she died. So I didn't know where my head, my initial thoughts was that, you know, maybe the parents did some wild stuff or maybe there was some wild stuff there. Yeah. And there was some kind of cover up trying to be very vague. But, you know, clearly they're alive, so that wasn't the case. If this was a publicity stunt, and that's where I'm leading now, I'm leading to where I believe this is a publicity stunt to get more popularity, to get the name back in the light. Because one thing I hate, one thing I cannot stand is when this kind of stuff goes about and then someone comes out, and there was an episode on Dave where Lil Dicky broke this down and how celebrities wait a day or two to say, hey, I'm still alive. Like, nigga, you know that your Twitter is trending. Everyone's saying RIP, blah, blah, blah. You know that shit. There ain't no, oh, I didn't even that's notice. Yeah, there ain't no, oh, I didn't notice, bro. Oh, like, that's the point I was trying to make. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go, Finish go. Your point real quick. No, 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 bro. Like... I don't know if you heard about that thing, the monetization. I was listening to Joe Budden's podcast, and they were talking about this shit, bro. Like, or was it Joe Budden's podcast? It might have been even somebody else. About how, like, Twitter or X, the monetization they're making on impressions now. Like, you, it, like, it would be beneficial for you, like, legitimately as a regular-ass human being, like, guy or gal that's on Twitter, or they, them, on Twitter to literally just go and comment on every single viral post because the amount of impressions you will get depending on how viral your comment gets could make you x amount of dollars like it is it is a science like it's a literal science on how to make money and like i'm not gonna sit here and say that Lil Tay's parents are dumb because they obviously that's stupid. Like they know like that what people want to see most people gravitate to negative news more than positive news to be honest with you um and this could literally this is literally farming impressions farming them and like think about it like not not only are we putting little tay's name back in the limelight but you're also getting money from impressions based through your daughter who you 
who literally, I'm sure all those sums of money goes directly to their bank account. And so that's, also, like, that's also another good way to look at it as well, because let's say for some reason they weren't behind the death hoax. Let's say that her Instagram yeah. got hacked and they really weren't behind it. But that would speak to the fact that, hey, let's let this run for a day or so before we come yeah, out and say 100%. that is is a hoax because, you know, we are making money off this. My name is in the light. It has not been in the light for a hot minute, which is, uh, you know, what I was alluding to was that, you know, she they were probably letting this sit for a minute because her name has not been in the light. But I absolutely hate when people do that. Like what? Like. <laughs> We know what you're doing. Like how you how do you know, feel like you it. look? How do you feel like you look when you come back two three days later? But yeah, I'm still alive. Like oh, so my bro, you you couldn't just type that like the moment it dropped. You mean to tell me your phone no, was blowing it was up everywhere? I'm pretty sure complex. Like comp. First off, complex is like the biggest one of the biggest pop culture Instagrams or like just accounts in the world. Not just not just in the United States. Like there ain't no way you even if that was like it got hacked that somebody did it like that you didn't know at all you're a 14 year old bro i know you have a phone i know your friends are on all types of social apps they could have been like bro what like i'm sitting here chilling with you right now like what the hell is going and the thing is if that was the situation and it was a hoax di uh directed by the parents so like they dictated that then then that had to have almost been like if Lil Tay say hypothetical, she's just chilling with friends, vibing, hanging out, doing whatever a 14-year-old girl in this day and age does. Like, she would have to also be somewhat in on it, like, yo, like, don't say nothing like right now. Like, don't don't say nothing. Don't tell nobody. I'm gonna come out in a couple of days. I'll let them know like, I'm good. Well, I'll let them know my brother's good too. Yeah, I mean, I feel like so many people kind of have to be in for it, into it. Like there's no way that you just it just goes over your head and you haven't got any phones. No. There's no way someone ain't like, well, I mean, I don't know. Do people text dead people when they're <laughs> when they get a news that they Bro, die? Like, surprised. think about you'd you. be surprised. Bro, can we talk about how fucking whack it is when niggas be posting the fucking text messages that they be sending oh, dead niggas or posting oh, the fucking like... last conversation they have with dead y'all y'all niggas gotta stop. <laughs> Chasing for clout off the back of dead niggas, bro. That shit is not fucking artsy. It is not sentimental. I don't know what the fuck you think you doing out the there. The old school shit, bro. Just go to the damn grave. Have your moments with them when you want to have moments with them. That is all. It's like it's a privacy thing or a privacy thing. Like you should not have to post when you go and see your friend at the graveyard or every time you post you text them because I've been thinking about you type shit. Like, bro, I can completely understand, like, you know, like, losing a really close person to you and, like, wanting to talk to them, like, 1,000 fucking percent. But, bro, don't be farming impressions and shit because of that. Like, you are not, like, that is, a, it's honestly, it's it's so fucking <laughs> That's scummy. Sick, bro. It's sick, It's scummy. It's sick. And I understand <laughs> some people scummy. post a picture and they have the nice con a little fucking caption and everything and i understand that that's sweet it's cool but there's definitely some of you fucking sick niggas out there that are trying to mm -hmm. get your little throwback picture and like oh shit i always wanted to drop this picture but it was never the right time there's some of y'all mm -hmm. sick niggas 
posting you throwback picture with your dad homie trying to get a few like likes. 10 years ago. Yeah, trying to get a few years. likes. I didn't even like, know that boy. Like, this was a clean ass oh. photo. The nigga hardly in the photo. It's probably, <laughs> it's mainly like you, this, and he just in that bitch, and it's just a good looking photo of your ass talking about, I miss you, my bro. Like, shut your dumb ass up. Look, especially, and I know why Brody's be doing it. And even girls, too. Like, it don't matter either way, but I know why, I know why Brody's be doing it because bros be like, yeah, these girls be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry for your loss. Like, you, you just want your shits not be dry no more, bro. It's okay for your shit to be dry, my yeah. guy. It is okay. Like, live alone. Be lonely for a little bit. Maybe you'll get your bread up and stop your bitching. Like, that's all it's about. And then I know how the girls be doing because they already know the dudes go slide they already got they're, they're already sliding their dms anyways they just gonna keep this gonna be quadruple the amount of dudes in their dms i saw so, this one post I mean, where well, this one girl was like um like she exposed the no. dead niggas fucking uh sliding into her dms and she was like damn i should have gave him a chance like <laughs> you can't be serious bro <laughs> Damn, yo, you can't be serious. But for all the chicks out there listening, yo, if a nigga slide in your DMs, he could be here today and gone the next one. You should at least hit him back with us. You know what I mean? See what he got. You know, a little, little scoop de whoop. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Hey, just don't read my don't just read my boy's message. Be like, at least be like, hey, and entertain it. But don't lead him on. Just don't be an idiot about it. Y'all smart enough now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> bro but that i'm sorry that shit's funny as fuck like it's i mean it's cringy but it's funny as fuck because niggas really be doing that. like people do that shit on a daily fucking basis when people also i know we're gonna, going down a rabbit hole a little bit and, I, and i'm gonna be 100 percent with y'all like we we already talked about this pre-pod we wanted to make sure this is like a quick pod but i gotta talk about this bro when people be recording themselves crying point blank period it could be after a breakup like girls are known for it bro girls are known for that shit like they'd be like oh i use it as motivate i'm like what? like no no the part that i've never understood about that shit bro because it actually fucking like there should be a whole psychology book written on this shit like how are you in how are you in your room bawling your eyes people. out crying got tears down and you go like, hold up let me pull up my camera real quick <laughs> like i feel like the moment you pull your camera out you acting there's no way you still crying like how you nah, that's for sure <laughs> like how are you over hey, here bro, like, like like bro like y'all y'all chicks are crazy for doing that i think that is some of the wildest we, shit we all we all as men and women we were all boys and girls or thems and days once uh oh, jesus <laughs> uh, i'm gonna get canceled Jesus Christ. Uh, but, like, even when you're a kid, like, I know you, I used to get, like, a spanking, bro. I used to go in the mirror and look at myself cry, but I wouldn't be, like, sitting there, like, hold up, let me find my iPod, or, like, <laughs> pull this shit up real quick. Hold on, let me get my look ring my light hair. and set it up real quick so I got the good lighting. <laughs> Put an edit on it. <laughs> those moments, I'm just being honest, like, those types of moments, folks, are for yourself. Like, you are literally supposed to have them for yourself. Like, they are not meant for people to go out there. And, bro, you go on TikTok, these shits be having, like, five, six hundred, seven hundred thousand 700,000 likes, bro. And, like, the the wives of the parent or of like of athletes that their their husbands be dying and shit. Oh nah, dog. 
<laughs> oh no, nah. they already getting that bread off on the death, and then they just be like, let's glow up some more. I'm gonna have my kids getting rich. Like I respect that about Kobe's wife, right? Like Kobe's wife definitely. I mean, respect to Vanessa. Like she definitely played her cards right, where she still was getting some bread after it from some little side stuff. Like, but she won't doing no crazy shit. Like here was us in Cabo just last year. Wish you were here right now. Like every other day type shit. Like she already knew she could farm a million fucking likes. A million. A million. <laughs> Easy. That wouldn't even be trying, bro. That's like, that's literally like, that's like chump change for her at that point. But aside from the point, yeah, stop doing that shit. Lil Tay, Lil Tay and your, and her brother, y'all's parents suck, bro. If that, if they really were the ones that did this shit, they really fucking suck. And y'all need to get out of that shit however you can. I feel bad for y'all for real. Um, And I mean, if, if you want me to be your manager and shit, like, I'll be your manager. Like, I got you, bro. Like, hey, trust, trust. Like, I got my boy Mike. He already, he already, he already got, he already managing my Brody Monty, bro. Don't worry. And then one, one quick question too before we wrap this topic up for the ladies out here. Hey, get your ass down here. (laughs) One quick question for all the late for the ladies that are out there listening. So I just want to know what do you do. When you're crying and you go and you pull your phone out and you fumble and you're fumbling and can't get to the camera app. And now you ain't even sad no more. By the time you pull up the fucking Snapchat, you over here on your phone like, damn, oh, I accidentally clicked on X. That's not the camera shit. And you still trying to hold the same tears. And then you start crying like, bitch, quit the bitch. You, you know what you're doing. Y'all got to stop. Y'all be doing too much. And it's it's just too much, but that's I just wanted to ask that question. I know a particular someone, and honestly, a couple people, ladies that have haven't done it while they were crying, but done it on the aftermath of crying, which I mean, I find even worse. It's like, bro, what the fuck is going on? It's like, and the justification behind it. And I'm sorry if you're the person and you know who I'm talking about, and you hear this, bro. Like, I was being respectful and earnest when not hearing this information. But you got to, like, the justification was is that I wanted to remember how I, how it made me feel. And I'm like, what the fuck are we trying to do? Like, you're building anxiety, depression, and stress in your life without having to put it there. You know how that shit oh. made you feel. You remember crying, didn't you, bitch? Like, <laughs> you know, like, I, I just, what are you talking I, about? I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had I had to bring that up. That shit's like triggering me. Like I've never done that in my life. Y'all don't want to be taking no pictures when we hitting it from behind and trying to remember how that shit feels. So why the fuck you trying to remember how the tears feel? Like what the fuck? They should. They said that shit feels better, Mike. (laughs) Remember how that Um, shit feels. But jumping it, jumping to another fucking hoax. This is supposed to be the week of the crazy folk, but. Or just a delusional motherfucker. There's no offense to the a couple other people we're gonna talk about, but it is what it is. Um Michael Orr, if you guys didn't know, um, the player from the Oscar winning movie, the Oscar Oscar winning movie, The Blind Side. Sandra Bullock, honestly, that's all I have to say for that movie. Uh was made out was made about came what what made out was they came out and said he's came out finally 
this is one of those other instances like bro you had all this time <laughs> you had all this fucking time <laughs> all this time bro it's been decades <laughs> he decades. finally checked the accountant paper like damn <laughs> I didn't get no residuals <laughs> so Michael or if you don't know the story of the blind side um so the family the Tui family uh they he basically came out and said they, they didn't actually adopt him it was basically a conservative ship basically like the Britney Spears ship right but not, I mean, honestly, this might be even more fucked up than the Britney Spears shit. Honestly, I don't, I, don't, I don't know about that one. I might get fucking canceled for saying that. But um, <laughs> they tricked this man into signing that conservatorship and made money off of his name. Bro, I'm going to go ahead and start. Because we already just alluded into it right through the last topic, bro. <laughs> you cannot be fucking serious, my nigga. He had a whole NFL career, bro. Oh. <laughs> He was one of the best left tackles in the league for like five years, I think. Something like that. He was one of the best left tackles for the Baltimore Ravens. Bro, he was blocking for trash ass Joe Flacco, bro. Trash ass. He won a Super Bowl. They were with him and taking pictures at the Super Bowl, bro. That's fucking Super Bowl. And they acting like he's like, ah, fuck it. I just come out now. <laughs> Yeah. Does he have brain cells? Does he have fucking brains? I'm sorry, Mike. Like, yo, not even talking about Mike. Alla me up, bro. Throw that lob, bro. Go ahead, bro. Mike, go ahead. I don't even want to. I'm a. I'm a turn up, bro. I'm, I'm about to. I'm about to tomahawk this bitch. <laughs> so you mean to tell me they made a whole ass movie about you starring motherfucking Sandra Bullock? Tim McGraw, and you not once asked, yo, so how much of that's coming to me? <laughs> like, what you just, you just let them, you let them make a whole ass movie, put that shit out. It was literally box office. Like, it was the biggest movie when that shit dropped. Like, everyone and your grandma watched the movie, saw the movie, loved it, and one, and probably watched it 10 times over. Like, I've seen that movie so many times and it's just as good every single time. I love that movie. Sandra Bullock's uh Sandra Bullock, uh Lindsay Collins or whatever her name is, something Collins. She's fucking fine too. She was working that movie too. Yo, all I'm saying is where where the fuck have you been, Mike? Like where the fuck have you been? You know, I, I'm starting to Boy, think that, that CTE got him good. That CTE fucked him up. No, no, he must have got the reverse CTE. Someone hit his ass so hard he was like, "Wait, hold up, let me check the accountant for this movie real quick." <laughs> he got the reverse CTE, smartened up real quick, like fucking uh, handsome Squidward or some bullshit. I don't know what this man was doing, where he's been. He must have blew through all his NFL money and was like, damn, I need some more cash and was trying to see, like, how does that how does that movie even come about? Did no one come and talk to you? Did you not write any papers for try to get any type of money from that? He said he got no money from the movie. There is no shot in hell someone makes an Oscar winning movie about me and I don't get a dime from that shit. It's like a sub-biography, bro. Like, literally, it's basically a sub-biography. They were talking about his life and their life in one. Mainly his life, because without him, they would be nothing. And, like, bro, 
it, it, it's actually insane to me, bro. This is like one of the most conniving crimes I've ever seen in my entire fucking <laughs> life. And honestly, the funny thing is, so the civil suit is gonna be fucked up because think about it, conservative shit like. There's so much shit you sign away without you knowing. Like, he will lose this shit. You are not winning, bro. They will, honestly, they'll probably beat you with lawyer fees. Because apparently you ain't got no bread no more. Like, they got more money than you. They got no talent. All they knew was how to trick a dumb black boy. I'm sa- I'm sorry to say it like that, bro. They that's had, that's basically to... what it was. They about to trick his they ass again. They're they going to give him a lifetime supply of crunch wraps because that nigga owns, like, fucking 18 Taco Bells. <laughs> <laughs> and, and be like, be on your way, fat ass nigga. Like, goddamn, ain't nobody about to give you no money from this movie. It's been fucking twenty damn it's years. So I- it's so ironic, bro, that this shit is called the blind. That shit is called the blind side, bro. Because they were probably sitting there, <laughs> parents probably laid up in the bed, like, damn, we did blind. We are blindsided him. He just don't know yet. Let's call a spade a spade. They basically went up to this broke. Dumb nigga at the time, and as bad as it sounds, he was probably a broke, dumb nigga that could play football and was big as hell. They probably went up to this nigga and was like, here, sign these papers. We got this. We saw. We watched the movie. We saw how it was when he saw that big-ass house that he walked into. He said, sign these papers. This nigga didn't read shit, probably couldn't read at the time, and just signed away his shit and then just walked away, and now he's got a conservatorship. But... Even then, Michael, you had to have watched the movie opening night as big as fuck. It never once occurred to you like, hey, it didn't really go that way. They, <laughs> they didn't adopt me. Like, that's not how it went. He, he was just sitting there smiling through the whole movie. Michael, you probably, you got to be dumb as fuck, bro. I can't feel bad for you at all. And I want to feel bad for you because you ain't getting no money from one of the biggest movies of our lifetime for sure. It was definitely one of the biggest movies of our lifetime. And no, you ain't get no money from that, bro. I'm sorry, man. I want to feel bad for you, but the only conclusion I can come to is you just a dumb ass nigga, bro. Just straight up dumb as fuck. I mean, they they really finessed your shit so bad. Like they finesse you so bad, bro. Like you, I. This is one of the greatest finesses of all time. It's some I mean, G I'll be shit honest. to be honest, bro. I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest with you, bro. You are a part of one of the probably one of the biggest scandals of all time at this point, and one of the biggest finesse. Like that family took everything you're worth aside from the money you made on some of them contracts. And I guarantee they were getting some of that money too. And it, well, you didn't even fucking know, bro. The, the lawyer's probably looking in there like, your your agent's probably like, what the fuck did that say? I'm like, what the fuck did that say? They get three mil a year? Like, and he's just smiling in all the pictures with him. He always smiling. They they like this dumbass nigga, bro. Bro, it's, it's modern day. It was literally modern day slavery, bro. It's modern day fucking slavery. They took his bread and he didn't even know. They bought it. They didn't even have to buy him. They got him for the cheapest shit ever. It's called it not being smart. Like <laughs> not being intelligent. Bro, the way they made Sandra Sandra Bullock's uh character to be, because she look, I mean, dude, Sandra Bullock looked fucking phenomenal physically in that movie. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um that but, was like the blonde. But they made her out. Yeah, they just made her out to be like a fucking saint. A saint. And now, like, think about it. You're going to try to get these people to all turn on you? Like, 
or turn their back on on them now like bro i ain't even mad at them like you just got finessed i guarantee there's a bunch of white white conservative republicans out there like damn we got them boys we fucking got them finally dude they they're literally they're trying there's like a petition going out to make sandra bullock uh renege her oscar winning her oscar during that movie because she portrayed such a nice woman and the woman was a liar i'm like bitch how is Sandra supposed to know that she can't help that she's she just doing the movie? Michael should have been the one to be like, hell nah, this bitch ain't like that. Like, what the fuck? Like, if anybody's going to call it out, Michael should have called it out. That's that's on him. But that's that story is so wild. I just want to know what the conversation was like with his accountants when he figured out that he won't make no money from the movie. <laughs> like, like, bro. So the brother... I, yeah, that's what I that's what I was good. The brother and the dad, but I know the brother went on like a podcast or something recently, saying like, "Bro, we did not make any like make millions off of Blindside." Like, nah, nigga, you lying. We you lying, lying. Like, we fuck. know you're lying, bro. The type of money that we, it's on USA, ABC at least once a week, like. For those that just watch cable, I guarantee it's on fucking Netflix. Let me ask you a little, bro. I, I guarantee that shit's on Netflix right now. I could go I, or some streaming platform where if you pay for the subscription, you could watch it. There was not one person that did it not watch the movie and like the movie. Not just watched it. Everyone watched it, but they also yeah, It's a good movie, it. man. So. Yeah, my, my, my parents, I know my mom. I know my mom watched it. Like, I know my mom watched it. And she loved it. She loved the idea of it. She like appreciated the movie. So that was really cool. And my mom's an old school black woman. Like she don't be fucking with like, you know, white and black kids like that. Like just, she thinks it's weird. You know, like, what, I mean, I, and I ain't blasting my mom. It's just what it is. It it's weird. You know what my advice be to Michael Orr? I would tell his nigga while he's pissed off, raging because he ain't get no residuals from Blindside, and he just realized he signed a conservatorship over to the twoies i tell him listen bro close your eyes and count to three like the motherfucker movie my nigga because you ain't about to get shit <laughs> it'll all be better after you close your eyes and count to three you dumbass nigga that's what that's what, that's what uh mrs twoie said to him when she told him to sign this conservative she said close your eyes mike he's like your, well wait I'll what does this say just close three. your eyes and count to three and it'll all be good one, oh my God, two, bro. three, and look, and the dad was sitting in the back like, yes, sir. <laughs> like, they already had money, and they just made more money. Like, it is the, it's, I mean, dude, it's a, it's class, class act, class. Now like, we need a, it is tr- we need a reboot. If Hollywood wants to keep rebooting old movies, we need a reboot of how this shit really went down from the Tui's perspective, <laughs> or at least a doc. If or you really had, bro. If, no low key, low fucking key, bro. I know there's there was a plenty of documents that, or documentaries that happened uh, alongside of the movie when it came out, but low key, if he could ever get the funding for it, he should get like producers. I know people would pay like invest in this shit, bro. I know they'd invest in it. If he didn't like a hot take, like a year, like a year from now, if he was able to put out a movie or some type of doc, doc movie series type of thing of like, this is what really happened. Oh my God, bro. 
Oh my god, it'd be the it would be the great but the thing is if he files for a lawsuit, it's gonna take like two, three years, so he go fuck himself. So you better play it smart, bro. You might better make some bread. Like if you might better actually make the bread. And actually you, check the fucking contract this time to make sure you get some residuals from the bitch. <laughs> yeah, like don't don't you can you I know you can afford at least a lawyer. I'm not saying it ain't gonna be the best, but like you can afford a lawyer. And guess what? I guarantee your fucking agent ain't gonna help your shit. Your old agent, your old agent's probably sitting there like, damn, nigga, appreciate all that money over the years, but you really were getting finessed. I just didn't tell you. Like, you just didn't know. <laughs> the agent was in it too, because there ain't no way the agent gonna let this nigga sign a movie deal where he don't get no fucking money from it. So the two he's had to uh, ring the agent in it as well. Bro, I mean, so I I'm I I can't I hate seeing a brother get fucking turned over like this, bro. I really, I really hate it. But like, bro, you can't help people that can't think for the damn selves, bro. You can't do it. You can't help someone that can't help the damn selves. You can't do it. It's impossible. It is my dad. It's my dad's favorite line. Cannot help folks that can't help themselves. It's just what it is. But hey, you got fucking blindsided, bitch. Joe Flacco <laughs> got hit in the back, and you got hit in the back too, double time. <laughs> That was fucking Michael Strahan coming off the edge, and he fucking chop block, elbowed you in the back of the head, my nigga, bro. Like you fucked up. Um, but that's <laughs> you really got blinds. Oh my you god! You really got real life. They real life blindsided you, bro. He's I'm, supposed I, to be protecting the blind side. <laughs> like, I can't bro. believe. It. I know the dad was just a giggling like at the blind side. He was like, "Damn, he's a left tackle," and we blindside. It's a triple entendre type shit. Like, <laughs> this shit. It was. Oh, it's fuck. it's gonna. It, I mean, I'm telling you, when I'm in my 40s, and I have children, hopefully, like. And they even like learn if this ever even comes about as a topic in any capacity, bro. In any capacity, I'm gonna be like, damn. Yeah. I'm like, yo, son. Hey, you ever get big in football? And like some people like try to finesse you or like so I'm like, hey, bro, get like talk to me if I ain't around. Uh, you better find somebody you trust because them people, these these some of these white folks, they they nice. Uh, fuck fucking... that! I'm look. I'm driving through any hood I can find and just passing out conservatorship papers to all these niggas. <laughs> if any of y'all niggas make it big, bro, that's my money. <laughs> just like, hey, sign this shit. <laughs> if you make it, bro, that's gonna be me. I'm gonna just know. Well, with, for that the is with, NI, with nil now, bro, like these kids are starting to get paid way earlier. Like you just start kicking. Oh yeah, I'm about to hit the middle schools. <laughs> Yo, where are your parents at? Yeah, man, I'm actually in a foster home. Like my mom, like she. Okay, word, bro. Hey, how just, tall are you? You six three? How old are you? Twelve? Oh just, shit! Just you become basketball? a substitute, and instead of passing out the fucking schoolwork, it's just conservatorship papers, <laughs> and everyone's signing that shit. <laughs> and, and we ain't, and Loki, we are not like we are not making fun of lower income households or anything like that. We do understand the the barriers that there are within that, especially with it when it comes to not just black communities but minority communities. Just a hard one, just for the folks to be like, oh, they're real insensitive about this. We're not being insensitive, bro. This shit is just funny at this point. Like it's just flat out fucking funny. Um, and if you like for the people out there that ain't got no talent and really ain't got no skills and are just a little bit smarter than the average person, you could literally probably do that and hit you a lick. I mean, it's just being honest. A quick you could one, probably man. hit you a lick. 
a quick a quick like you give it like five years let your kid let your kid get that nil money and they could probably get hurt in the first couple of years of their nfl career or whatever career they played in shit you get you a couple mil you'd be vibing bro you'd chilling like that's your retirement for all dude. the twitter fingers or x fingers out there that be bitching talking about oh that would never happen to me of course not because you don't have no skills so that shit will you would never get a conservatorship paper slide it your way ain't no one coming and saving your ass and putting you in no big ass taco bell mansion so you can save it we talking about the, we talking about the real athletes out there that getting fucked and I'm sorry, like Sterling said, man, you know, there's definitely some barriers, but when shit's funny, shit's funny. And this is after dark, so we have dark humor. This is why this is not a morning show. It's not a morning show, people. It's a nighttime show. We do this at night for a reason. We have dark humor. That's why it's after dark. Yeah. Um. Hold on. I'm about to send you something real quick. Just, but nah, man, it, it's a wild thing. Look, look at this shit right here. Nah, this shit wild. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, if you look at the message on the on the Discord, bro, that shit is too funny. Uh but um <laughs> uh speaking of sports, bro, that boy James Harden is a wild boy for sure, bro. Like he he really a wild boy, but James Harden just gave a speech saying Daryl Morey is a liar, and he will never play for an organization that he is a part of. First, first things first. If y'all know who Daryl Morey is, he is the president of the Philadelphia 76ers, which, I mean, take that as what you will, bro. He's got the former MVP on his team. He has James or had James Harden. I mean, he's built. He's honestly built a pretty okay organization from what it was after after AI. I ain't going to sit here and cap with you. But they can't win shit because they can't beat the Celtics and they can't beat the fucking Heat either. So I don't know what they're going to do. But James Harden proceeded and said he was promised a max contract if he came back to the 76ers, but is no longer in line for one. Really, it's just a flat out who's, who, who's, who's right, who's wrong here. Really, whose side are you on, Mike? Because I thought it was funny as fuck. This dude really don't care no more. Like he just does not care anymore about this shit. Like he doesn't. I don't think he gives a fuck about winning no more. He don't give a fuck. But that is what it is. I will let you go in. Yeah. So where do we even start? So this is not the first time we've seen this from James Harden. We've seen him, you know, purposely get fat as fuck. <laughs> with the Houston Rockets for Dude, them to ship no him way. out to the Nets. Uh, he didn't even wait to see how the Nets thing turned out before he went to the 76ers. And that's where we are now. And that um, Daryl More, Morey, supposedly to get James Harden to go to the 76ers, said, hey, come over here now. Let's, you know, we got Joel Embiid. He's an MVP caliber player at the time. Now he is an MVP we have a chance to win the finals. I will take care of you. If you sign this initial contract afterwards, I will take care of you and make sure you get the max contract. Fast forward to today. They are not looking to sign James Harden to a max contract. And now he's in China, uh, you know, giving this speech about how Daryl Morey is a liar and he will never work for someone like in this organization. China, by the way, in China, bro. Yeah, in, in China. 
And so, um, and so essentially what we're trying to decipher in this situation is if James Harden is right, because when you do business and it is, a um, it, it is best practice when you're doing business to keep your word. If you say, Hey, do this for me. I'm going to take care of you on the back end. It is expected. It is expected that you're supposed to uphold that, even though there's no documentation, you know, there's nothing right there, but when doing good business, it's expected that you uphold that. But at the same time, and on the side that I'm leaning with where, and I'm with Daryl Morey, nigga, when I signed you and I would promise you the max contract, you were worth it. But now I'm over here like, bruh, you some straight up booty cheeks. You wanted to get traded. We try to trade your ass. Don't nobody in the league want your dumb ass for no max deal. So why are we going to be the ones to sign you to a max deal? James Harden, bro. I understand that you went on a little, you went on that run where you were a phenomenal offensive weapon, one of the greatest offensive weapons we've seen with your spurt with the Houston Rockets that didn't translate to wins. That's all fine and dandy, bro. But when we talk in basketball, when we talk in organizations, they need, the Sixers are trying to win a finals and you don't push the, you don't push the needle. Let's keep it a buck. James, you do not push the needle. I understand that you had to alter your game to play with uh, Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris to be more of a facilitator, and you did that. And, you know, you did it pretty well. But at the same time, it's still not translating to dubs, and we can't lock you in on a max contract when we know that you don't translate to dubs. James Harden, you were in that Russell Westbrook, Camelo Anthony type player where it's like, yeah, you're an offensive force. Yeah, you get yours, but the team ultimately does not uh, benefit from it in the long run. And I fear, I fear that he's like really messing up his reputation around the league. I don't know what organization is going to want him because after two years, if something goes slightly left, he just turns up and says he's going to, you know, act a certain way so he can get kicked up. There's reports out saying that he that I'm gonna say this one thing and I'm gonna let you go, Sterling. There's reports out there that he said that he's just getting started. He is prepared to turn it up all the way for the 76ers to get rid of him. My bro, chill out, chill out, chill out. Kyrie type shit, bro. Like, like when Kyrie did his whole stint about the coat. I mean, bro. First off, that was just flat out disrespect. Kyrie's a that's one of the wildest dudes that's ever been in the NBA on some like he thinks he intellectually like he thinks he's super smart and smarter than everybody else. And I'm speaking on my sister's behalf here because she taught me about this. My sister is very, very knowledgeable about sports, extremely knowledgeable. She's recently gotten to baseball, which is fun to talk with her about now that she's into that. She, I mean, dude, she knows it all, bro. Like she knows it all. She is literally an encyclopedia for anything. If it's politics or sports or really anything, bro, she knows it. It's fucking insane. Shout out my little sister. But, dude, like, you aren't that guy. You are not him. Remember 
when you're on the Houston Rockets and, you know, the Rockets were a 500 team, barely, like, they would make the playoffs, losing the first round, losing the second round, like, you didn't even make it into the conference finals type shit. You make it to the conference finals, you lose. It, it, it doesn't matter what you do, James Harden. You had one shot to win. And I'm going to tell you when that one shot was. And I'm sure people, any basketball fan out there has been watching basketball longer than the stuff, longer than the last five fucking years or like seven years. The last time you had a legitimate chance to win a championship is when you were there. And you got your ass fucking whooped by the god damn who was it again it was the it was the, the heat was it not yeah yeah it was lebron, LeBron. what is it 4-1 um i can't gentleman's remember sweep, right? I, I think so. i'm almost positive it was a gentleman's sweep you got your ass fucking handed to you and <clears throat> look don't get me wrong lebron was in some type of fucking another universe at that time but like, that dude was like he was the I mean, still to this day, in my opinion, is probably the greatest athletic specimen we've ever seen, aside from maybe Bo Jackson. I mean, and the only reason I'm saying that is because he played two different sports. But aside from that, bro, like you, KD, and Russ, like you and you and Russ are fucked. Bro. Russ can't win shit. You can't win shit. At least KD said, let me just join a fucking team that I know I can't lose on. <laughs> I know I can't lose. I literally and get don't get me don't get me mad because Mike was there the night that that night that KD with if he, he was a shoe size smaller, I had I had so much bread on that game, bro. Oh, yeah. And he was a shoe size smaller. I remember I was in Raleigh, North Carolina. I was at the beer. We weren't at the where we were. No, we we were at this one bar that we don't usually go to. I think we were at the Architect. Yeah, yeah, something like that, bro. And there were I'm sitting around some other guys, all going for the Nets or for the for the Bucks, and you are one fucking quarter inch away, bro. Quarter inch from you know that was your chance. That was the last chance, yeah. But the legitimate chance was with KD again. You need somebody that's going to carry you all the way to the chip, and you can have one good game in the championship series, and that is it. I do not expect anything more from you, G. Let me tell you something. Like when I talk about Kevin Durant, KD, bro, that nigga deserves max contracts. Why? Why does he deserve max contracts? Because he is him when he was him. He was him, bro. The Warriors, unfortunately, to say this, because I am a Warriors fan and I know I'm a bandwagon. I'm sorry, but you can't. I'm mean, if you don't like the Warriors, you're just being a little bitch. To be honest with you, um, <laughs> Dude, I don't know why this is probably not the best joke to make, but I can't wait for the first time for somebody to like be going off. They got a hot streak. They got the hot hand. Pop, 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 Thirty piece. And then he yells at the crowd, I'm they! <laughs> That's just going to be great, bro. I can't wait for that. So whoever gets that is going to be able to own that word forever. Like, you just own that shit. That shit's golden. I, I, just, I gave you PR. Any hoopers out there that swing that way, I just gave you the greatest PR stunt the most t-shirts you'll ever sell in your life. When you hit that first 30 point bucket, my bro, just know you got it from me.
sure. And for the folks out there, don't be don't be scared to put yourself out there, bro. That's all you. That's not me, but that's all you. <laughs> but anyways, but yeah, back, back, back to what I was saying. Back what you were saying, James. James Harden, bro. You're not him. You are not him. Do you deserve it? Do you think you like one of the biggest? One of the most important things of being a good person and knowing who you are as a person is to not lie to yourself. There's only one lie that matters, bro, and it's the lie you tell to yourself. Everyone lies to themselves at some point in their life, and there's some people, most people, most people do it on a daily basis to get through their fucking days. And sometimes you gotta do that shit. It is just what it is. You gotta grind it out. But, Brody. You are not worth the max. I'm not saying you worth some minimum fucking contract. Like, bro, you're better than the average NBA player. That's for sure. But do you really know how to win? No. Well, let's keep it a buck. You, I, like I, don't. I don't even think that James Harden can be the second best player on a championship team. Well, I don't that's think true. Because think, think about it. When Tyrese Maxey was going off, for the games uh, against the what gets the uh, the C's, it was him. Or obviously you have Embiid, right? You got Embiid trying to do his thing and do whatnot, blah blah blah, whatever's going on. And you obviously got um, Ma then you've got Maxi going crazy. And when Maxi's not going crazy, you need other niggas as well, bro. Like stop, like what? What do you want a max contract for, bro? Yes, I don't agree with Jalen Brown getting a, a, I mean, the biggest deal it was in in NBA history or something like that. Yeah, something, yeah. Just a dummy. Biggest deal in NBA. He got the, bro. He is not. He's not going to be a top 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 fifty player when he retires. I'm sorry, Jay, that's uh, just Jaylen the market, Brown. though. Yeah, well, that is the market. If the market's super high right now, which is respectable, and he's getting his bread. I can't be mad at him. Dude's not going on top 50. You can't dribble with your fucking left hand. You don't deserve a max contract either, my G. So it's just whatever. But James Harden, you ain't even been to the finals, bro, since oh, since the olden days, bro. When you were the third option. The third. You literally were the third option. There's a reason that team actually worked. It's because you were the third option you evolve your game and you still can't fucking win joel is cool with you because joel wants to win and you could tell joel and b wants to win dudes out there playing with fucked up knees fucked up ankles all types of shit and he's seven foot what 280 pounds like he's a big motherfucker you're out here bitching and moaning nah dog like this is this is the shit that's why that's why daryl morey is not wrong in business is business. I do believe in verbal contract. It is good business practices to to stand on your word the right way. You got to. That's the way it's that's good business. But bro, another look, another black brother getting finessed by a white dude, bro. It is just over and over, bro. It's a cycle at this point, y'all. <laughs> when like, have will you we not learn? Learned? When will we when learn? Will we, we're chasing a bag. We think, oh, this that we think things gotta be given to us, bro. You didn't have to like you had to earn everything you got now, except for the God given talent you have. Everything else was not given to you. But Harden's in a good situation too. Like he should be happy where he is. He should take less yeah. money and build. Look, Harden, you made all the money in the world throughout your career. You should be on some. I'm trying to win a championship to help my legacy. But when we think about Harden's game, the reason why I put him with uh, Russell Westbrook earlier in the conversation is because their game doesn't really ch translate to championship basketball 
when you think of the best version of Harden we've ever seen, it's very ISO, um, heavy on the dribbles, doesn't get a lot of player involved, one-on-one -on -one basketball, and he'll get you 30. But that doesn't really get everybody else in momentum. It doesn't help with other people finding them in their perfect spots. So it didn't translate to wins. Now he goes and he transitions his game to be more of a playmaker for others. But even then, when he's doing that, it's almost like, he can't get himself into rhythm offensively. He, to, slow, he to slows get, down the tempo of the game. He slows he down slows to the down tempo the of the game. And when he's facilitating for others and he's playing the more passive role, he can't get enough reps in to get his own offensive uh, rhythm going and flowing. And so he can't consistently give you the 22. Because if James could consistently give you that 22, eight assists, seven to eight rebounds a game playing yeah, that's, that that's more, great that more facilitator role then it would translate a whole lot better but it's very up and down if he's passing a lot then the shot's not there if he's shooting a lot then everybody else is standing around waiting for the ball and they're not getting into the game so his game just doesn't translate to winning ball that's why i feel like he has to be a third option to where you got your main option who's a dog, who's a killer. You know he's going to get his 25 to 30 every night. You got your second option that can wear the load and kind of sit there and get you their uh, 22 points. And then you got James Harden who can do all – who could do both of those things but is not reliant on him to do it night in, night out. Like he can – he can disappear one night or he can have an extravagant game and it's like we smoke these niggas another night, but he doesn't have the responsibility. We beat the Hornets. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically. He doesn't have the responsibility and the obligation to have to do it on a night-in, night-out basis, especially when it comes to the playoffs because that's when he disappears the most. Bro, like, I, I was listening, I think it was Skip Bayless or it might have been Skip and Shannon talking about an RIP to a, a pretty fun duo. Um, but dude, like James, James Harden, like people are going to say, oh, like, well, James Harden plays like Kobe did. No, 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 Let me go ahead and tell you something. Kobe could play defense and D and, and I'm, don't get me wrong. I could see James Harden trying to play more defense in the playoffs and the playoffs are the playoffs, bro. The playoffs are the playoffs, bro. But there's a thing like. There's certain people that have that that switch. There's a whole different mode you go in. Like Kobe, Kobe RP rest rest his soul. But like that motherfucker, bro, he would go down. He would score 40 on you that night and have two to three steals, bro. And have a block. And get and get six, six seven rebounds. He ain't gonna pass the motherfucking ball. That's for damn sure. But he gonna fucking get his buckets. He was never a volume shooter. Kobe shoots the ball well. He's never been a volume shooter. One of the things my dad always loved, he loves about Kevin Durant, he's a volume shooter. Kevin Durant can shoot 15 to 20 times a game and score 20 with ease. Yeah, so with fucking ease. With ease. James Harden needs to throw the ball up and have bad misses and bad shots to get him into a rhythm to be able to play consistently. You cannot have that same type of shit when it's in the playoffs. With the playoffs, every single possession in the playoffs matters. Every single fucking one. It doesn't matter if you're down by 20, 15. Dude, over the past probably three to four years, we've seen some of the craziest comebacks in playoff series. 
you cannot win if you're just having to chuck up shots while also trying to pass the ball and then you don't want to play hard enough defense or you just can't play defense, bro. You just are not good at it. Like, it's what it is, and that's fine. But if you take less money, think about what your team would be able to do in the offseason to build pieces around you where you are in that facil- facilitator role, and you can get you a JJ like they like the uh, Sixers used to have, like where he can knock fucking shots down. JJ is one of the better three-point shooters that's ever really played. Great role player, fantastic role player um, at that, and extremely intelligent. You need those types of guys on your team. And I'm not saying they got a bunch of knuckleheads on their team, but I'm saying they got a bunch of fucking knuckleheads on their team, and they all do the same shit. There's not a good – I think the coaching is mediocre – but I don't think it's all James Harden's fault. I definitely think he's a catalyst to a lot of things. And you're not a leader, bro. How many times did you see KD in that in that Warriors run, bro? Like he would put himself in situations when you're getting in argue, like arguments, not crazy bad arguments with your teammates, but you're being fucking emotional about the game, and you're not just going about it and bitching and moaning about foul calls. That's a completely different story. Kobe did that, bro. Kobe led his guys. He made his guys want to work harder. KD did that. Even Russ even shows flashes of doing that because he wants to win so bad. Like, that dude, Russ, I hope Russell Westbrook can win a championship. I really, really do. I'm rooting for him. I want him to. James, I can't root for you, bro. You bitch and moan worse than Kyrie. Like, I can't root for you, bro. Like, I cannot do it. I'm sorry. You come out of the best, probably the best young trio that's probably ever been on a team all at once together. Best young trio. Young. When I say young, I mean under the 25 mark. Because all those guys were like 23. I think he was the eldest at like 23, 24. Katie was like 22. Russell was like 23. Like, bro, you had a fucking superstar team. And if you guys all didn't get selfish, you might have fucked. Y'all might have ran it this fuck up, bro. Like, honestly, God, it might have been scary. The The Warriors dynasty might have never fucking happened. That's a crazy thing to say. It might have never happened if you knew your fucking role, bro, and you didn't want to be that guy. Like, it's just what it is. I'm sorry. I don't feel bad for you, bro. You just got finessed again, and you'll keep losing. How old is he now? Like, 34, 33? Something like that. Like. Well, I mean, James, you you really don't have anything to stand on right now. He's 33 years old, bro. You got two more years probably left of any type of prime, bro. Any type of I, I think he's already out outside of his prime. When he is on, bro, I mean, bro, he's there's there's really nothing you can do. I mean, aside from wearing him out on the like on the defensive end, make him play defense, and that's him just being out of shape. And I'm sorry, bro, you out of shape. Even when you looking better, you are out of shape. Um, but I mean, I don't feel bad for you, bro. That you just got finessed, and like once again, like black folks can't can't fucking figure it out. Can't figure it out. Can't figure out how to win. Like can't figure out how to lose. Can't figure out how to make money. Like hey, getting finessed. Like I don't feel bad for you. I really don't. And and I hope that you have to play in China because nobody wants to take you. Somebody can take you. Like I like I said, the fucking um. What do you call them? Take you, uh, Charlotte Hornets will take you for Shanghai Sharks. <laughs> Shanghai Sharks. Hey, shout out RDC World. Hey, feature us on a, on a video or something, please. Uh, fly <laughs> me out. Um, but speaking of another delusional ass nigga, bro, like I don't know what's going on. I'm telling you, bro, these people are crazy this it's week. Something in the um, water, son. 
It's some dude. It must. It must be that. Damn. I was about to say. Whoa. Damn. Damn. <laughs> what? What? I will just say it must be that Flint, Michigan water, bro. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry for the folks that have had. I'm, I apologize, but that's that's out of pocket. I'm sorry, folks. I really am. But so our boy. One of one of my favorite rappers that I enjoy listening to in all different contexts, J. Cole, recently recently comes out and says that 50 Cent, 50 Cent, his Get Rich or Die Trying album is the best album of all time, even above Michael Jackson's Thriller? Question mark? I'm curious because obviously we're talking about Mike, Mike Jack. Like, I mean, I know, I mean, Michael's a huge fan and I know Monty's an even bigger fan. I'm a huge fan of Michael Jackson or, I mean, I am a big, I don't know how to say it because it's posthumous, but, um, dude, like, I just want to get your initial thoughts on that shit because, look, J. Cole, like, I fuck with you, but like... I don't know. Let's, you know, I'm going to have to put on my cape because I'm caping for my guy, Michael Jackson. And before, before I absolutely go in, I have to make sure that I, ha I pay all my respect to Cole, to J. Cole, because, you know, he's, He's a local boy. He's, he's our hero in our uh, in our parks. Me and Sterling's parks. You know, he's the biggest name we got over here. <clears throat> but, Carolina, baby. But you know, even superheroes have a kryptonite, and it just supposedly be J. Cole's kryptonite is his determination of what the greatest album of all time is. Now, don't get me wrong. Because I'm someone, and I was having this conversation with my brother before the pod. I'm someone who believes that Get Rich or Die Trying could very well be the greatest debut album of all time. And it's definitely up there. It's definitely top five greatest debut album of all time. But it is nowhere near the greatest album of all time. And surely... Has no, if there was a mountain, if there was a podium of how we were doing it, Get Rich or Die Trying is not on any step that Thriller lies on in a podium. What are we talking about? You know, we don't even understand just how big Michael Jackson's Thriller album is. What Michael Jackson's album did post-death is bigger than anything get rich or die get rich or die trying did while he was alive so just post posthumous michael jackson is bigger than get rich or die trying in its own but not to mention what it did in its day we got to stop comparing people to michael jackson people listen <clears throat> the weekend is not like michael jackson i keep seeing a bunch of things with him out and overseas and how they're reacting they're like oh my god he's just like michael jackson today no nigga it's not the same i promise you it is nowhere near the fucking same beyonce beyonce is the greatest performer we got today 
But people want to say she's on the same level, might be better than Michael Jackson as a performer. Stop. Stop. No, nigga. It's not the same. The difference between all these people and Michael Jackson and everybody you want to claim is just as good or maybe it's past Michael Jackson. Every single one, if you look at every single one of them, they're emulating Michael Jackson. You can't surpass somebody by doing what he's doing <laughs> or what he did. And what he he didn't emulate, well, he got parts from James Brown, who was a big inspiration from him. But he took everything and he set the stage. He wrote the playbook. Now, y'all are just reading the playbook and executing it at a high level. But you didn't sit down and write the plays. <laughs> Michael Jackson wrote the plays. He executed it. And now you got a playbook. It's like the first person who created pizza. He had to put the fucking dough together and figure out, oh, the marinara sauce and the, you know, the mozzarella and the pepperoni, all that. Excuse me, why are we we assuming that their gender, please, them? (laughs) Yo, I got something from you, nigga. (laughs) Next time (laughs) in Charlotte, I will pop you in the back of your head like I did the last time. (laughs) But like I was saying. Anyone, the first person who created the pizza, he had to make all the mistakes and now he created pizza and then someone comes along 20 years later and makes a deep dish and want to claim they're the greatest pizza maker of all time. Like, no, nigga, you built a pizza off the back of what I created. So that's my frustration. Get Rich or Die Trying, while it's absolutely a great album and one of the greatest albums of all time and I believe could possibly be the greatest debut album of all time. It is still nowhere near Michael Jackson's thriller. Yeah. I mean, what it just it would be, I mean, it was a bit bla it's blasphemous. I mean, just look, I can understand where J. Cole was coming from, kind of like you were saying. I can understand it. But I think this this roots a little bit deeper um than just like, oh, like you know, greatest debut album, all this, that, and the other. J. Cole has this desire, right? It's one of the things I love and I also hate about J. Cole at the same time. He has this desire as a creator, as a rapper, to be different from all the other rappers. He, he had, that's his aura. That's what he, that, and I mean, white girl, white people, not white girl, well, I, let's just go and say white people, but white girls in particular gravitate to that shit at, as well because he isn't just that regular ghetto ass nigga bro like i'm sorry like that's not like that is the stereotype of a rapper it is just what it is um regular hood nigga um that can just make music and put it out and it's catchy and it's fun and it's like oh we can dance and shake your butts and do all that stuff to it he's supposed to be on a deeper level he's committed to his wife he's got all this other stuff that's about him that's so much different than these other rappers whether or not he's not slinging his dick around everywhere and all this other shit Let's just not be fucking stupid now, all right? Let's not be fucking dumb. Because if there's one thing I will tell you, if I sat up here and said, oh, yeah, you're right. Get Rich or Die Trying is a better album than, than Thriller. Flat out. My mom would probably kill me, bro. Not, <laughs> not, even, not even like nobody else. Like the public wouldn't get me. My mother would get me. Any person that's in the grave right now that lived during that time, the D time, when the when his album even dropped, let alone us 
who didn't live through the time when it dropped, but lived in the aftermath where it's still going fucking insane. It is literally the only United States album at the time when it dropped, Thriller in particular, to be the number one album for two years straight, bro. Two years. Two years. Now albums are hardly number one for fucking two months. Not even that, like two weeks, bro. Lil Uzi's album dropped dropped off the face of the earth. It wasn't even a number one album. It, it, it literally the next week it was gone. Travis Scott said, "Fuck this nigga. I'm coming in the next two weeks. I'm gonna rip his shit up." Like it doesn't matter, bro. Because the thing is now, like, yes, that was a different time for rap, especially hip hop in general, which I appreciate coming from J Cole's regard. But if you're going to be like as blasphemous as that, you got to have some legitimate fucking ammo, bro. Excuse me. And I believe in facts. I work in sales. And guess what? Guess what? Every person, especially in a sales organization is you're a motherfucking number, bro. It does not matter how nice you are, how many kids you got, what type of struggles you've had, how many, how many people that you've done this, that and the other for. They don't care, bro. They only like you because of what you where they see you on the stack rank, I'm gonna be a hundred thousand percent with you, my G. They don't fuck with you that heavy. You stop producing, you stop producing at a high level. Guess what? They start liking you a little less. If you're at the bottom of the totem pole, typically people don't pay that much attention to you. It's, it's how it is in life. Ladies only one one percent man. Why are they gonna entertain a nigga that's at the bottom of the totem pole unless they just really just lost it all with all the niggas at the top? That's really it. There's no other reason. And the fact that he chose Get Rich or Die Trying is a good, valuable bout. But you're getting, if that's in a fucking, um, what were those? Uh, remember those boxing rings, those boxing robots when we were kids, Mike? Oh, the Sockem? Rock'em Sockems. Rock'em Sockems. Yeah. Yeah. The red nigga always wins, by the way, if, if y'all didn't know. He <laughs> always wins. It's red and blue. And Thriller is red, and you are getting knocked out in two solid punches. You can take the one jab, but he hit you with that uppercut as wraps, my G. That's how that shit's looking. It's no disrespect to get Richard Die Trying. I think it's a phenomenal album. I, I could go back and listen to that album and not have an issue with it at all. But what I will say is, is I think he's playing up into that him as a person, right? And how he tries to be different, which, like I said, I love and I hate. And two... It's also like, what else are you going to say is the greatest album of all time? For the dummies out there who say the fucking beat, any Beatles album, I will shoot you too. Like, <laughs> like, like you really, you really don't know any type of music. You really just, like, you might just be racist. I mean, like, that's, I mean, I'm not even trying to be that guy, but you might be, you might just be flat out fucking racist if you don't like, if you don't like the Thriller album. And the funny thing is, even folks that are prejudiced to the people that look like us still love that shit, bro. Oh no, they Michael fucking That's eat. why it's, Michael Jackson's music transcends genders, race, time, everything. It hit and touched everyone. That's why Michael Jackson should not be compared to anyone else. I hate when people say, "Oh, Elvis was just as famous." Elvis stole everything from niggas. Let's keep it a buck. He's literally stole everything from niggas. He saw niggas dancing and stole the dance moves and made it famous. He heard niggas' songs, wrote down the songs, and made them famous. He is nothing but a glorified cover artist 
who person who impersonates niggas. So if you think Elvis was personally so great, there was probably some niggas down the road doing exactly what he was doing, way better than he did it, and he just got all the credit you, for it. So don't I don't want to hear no. If Elvis you watch, and also to on that same point, just to, and I'll get back to kind of where I was going. If you if you watch that movie, you'll see how often he hangs out with people, black folks. You'll see it like he does it on purpose, bro. He's not. And I, and I applaud Elvis for that. Like, and I'm sure it, it may have been a bit different than the way it was dramatized and, you know, on, on, a, you know, on a movie screen. But I mean, the dude was smart. And he, I couldn't do that like, to, I can't. It, he couldn't do that in today's day and age, though. No, they wouldn't even let. They wouldn't even let him fucking get get that close to to take their shit. They would honestly. They probably kill him. I I'm not. Even, I'm gonna keep it a thousand percent with you, bro. They probably would have murdered him. Like it's not even, and it's not nothing like that. But like, you know, like see TV the way producers. things. Exactly. The thing is now is like, when it comes to comparisons, when you're talking about music, if you're talking about the greatest of X, Y, and Z, like it has to be very categorized, which. It's fine, but like if you're talking about like all around, like you you have to be like with the exception of Michael Jackson, with the exception of Michael Jackson, with the exception of Michael, because you can't put him in the same category, bro. He is a stratosphere above every single artist that will probably ever touch this planet, bro. Ever touch this planet? If if this earth if this earth is 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 uh is um lives long enough and the world is what it is and evolves to what we think it's going to be over the, and it lives for a hundred in the next century i guarantee i would put every single dollar i've ever made and will make in my life on it that his shit will still be banging out i i, I would literally put everything on it i put everything i put everything on it um so for the folks out there that wild and like, oh, well, he might be right. Like, first off, y'all, Jake, some of y'all J. Cole fans don't even know what that album even sounds like, bro. You just know, uh, P I M P P I M P. I and you know what 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 else you know? You know fucking uh, what's the other in the club? Everybody knows in the club, bro. If you went to college, honestly, you didn't have to go to fucking college. You could have just listened to the radio one I day mean, on ninety seven point five. There's dummy radio hits on that fucking album. In the club, twenty one questions, many men. Yeah, I mean. Like, man, Wanks, man. I mean, there it, it's a different era we're in now. You'll never be able to surpass. Like, think about it like this, man. Let me put something perspective for the folks out there that might not really understand how music is nowadays. Like, really understand the difference in times. People had to go out and physically buy this nigga's album, bro. Had to go out and get it, bro. You weren't just gonna be like, oh, Michael Jackson film. I'm gonna get this on vinyl. Just pull it up on Amazon real quick. No, bro. You couldn't do that. Like, you had to designate time out of your workday, your weekend, your errands, your laundry time, your hanging out time, your your sex time, whatever you gotta get out of the way. Bro, people had to literally do that, and it's still still an insane album okay yeah but um i mean that's for the folks out there that just wild i'm sorry like i get passionate about it because i think it's a little bit disrespectful and like and i like i said i'm a fan of j cole but i think that's a disrespectful comment like and he'll probably like i mean he probably even somebody probably told him like yo like you really wild and like that like you really about that you really ain't about that you 
He was probably just well, scared of some... 50 Cent, to be honest. He he said it at 50's concert when 50 brought him out, and he probably was just big kiss assing while at the concert. Got a little bit too riled into it. It was like, oh, yeah, this is the blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm sure that's what happened there. It is what it is, man, and I and I can respect it. J Cole's J Cole go down one as one of the greatest rappers of all time. So I mean, like I'll give him I'll give him his grace, and he deserves a lot of a lot of stuff. But moving on, man. Unless you have some final thoughts on that. No, let's move on. Well, and to our favorite part of the honestly, it's been a good it's been a good uh, pod. I've I've honestly enjoyed this a ton. Um, did once again. Did not want to be here tonight, and I and I always say that right before, and then I do it, and it's like, oh, this is fucking vibey. Um, but it's our favorite favorite topic. We had to bring it back. Didn't have it last week. It's our Black React. Super simple. I don't know if it's simple for some folks, but it's simple for fucking me, to be honest with you. Um, but the Black React of the week is going to be so for the folks out there. Let me let me let me preface this before I say anything. For the ladies and the men out there, it's probably the ladies know more about it than men, but nowadays men probably have heard about it if they've been in any type of relationship at any point whatsoever or have a female friend at all, um, is love languages. And one of the love languages that people, a lot of people actually have is quality time. Um, so I was having a conversation with one of my, uh, one of my friends, uh, she's a, a, a lady, and we were talking about, you know, what is quality time what defines quality time in your eyes you know because i think everybody has their own definition but i definitely think there's some there's some ones that definitely can are like on the docket and 100 should never be dictated upon like oh this is like not quality time so does going grocery shopping slash running errands on the weekend or whenever you and your partner may or may not do that constitute as spending quality time when it comes to you know being with your significant other especially if that's one of their love language or if it's your love language or whatever it is um and i'll even go first mike to make it easy on you kind of roll back on it but i know in the discussion i was having with her that i was like first off if you're in a heterosexual relationship i was watching something today most of the time and and ladies, you can correct me if I'm fucking wrong, because I think this is pretty much fucking right. Most of the time, men on their off days, for your man that works a Monday through Friday job, Monday through Thursday, whatever his schedule looks like, on his off days, period, he don't want to do shit. He don't want to do shit. He don't want to fucking go on dates and do all this. Other, like, he don't want to do nothing, bro. He wants to just chill in the place that they rent or own. Get. Like, none of you have to be together. Just be in the space that they fucking pay money for, right? But then you run into a lot of situations. Once again, I'm speaking on heterosexual relationships. I don't know about homosexual relationships or any other type of relationships, uh, personally. But that's not out of the laziness for men. They just want to appreciate what they have because we, we like the simple things. We're very simple. Um, and I think in a broad spectrum. But ladies always like going out. First of all, they like going out and spending fucking money. They love going out and spending some damn money and going to do shit, and getting out of the house, doing all that type of shit. And for the folks that work at home, I get that, but that's just my observation, and I agree with what the guy was saying when I was watching the TikTok. Um, but to the, to the question, 
I do constitute grocery shopping and running errands together. Cause like, dude, when you go grocery shopping and running errands, like that's like a couple hour escapade, bro. Like this is not like we going out for 25 minutes and that's quality time, bro. Like I get it. If it's like a little 20 minute run, that ain't quality time with nobody. But think about it. If you're in the car together, you're talking with each other in the car, you're going like you're in the store talking about like whatever's going on. And you're also like kind of stay focused on what you got to get in the grocery store. If it's just like running errands, you're probably just like lollygagging and talking about whatever. If you go with your girl to Target, bro, I'm just going to love and put this out there. If you go with your girl to Target, bro, that might as well just be quality time in and of itself because she's going to be in there for an hour. She's going to be in there for an hour minimum. And she's going to be in that $5 section or that dollar section for at least 20 minutes. At, and look at the same shit for the last. I mean, it ain't that big. It ain't that big, bro. But I was just a little offended because the, the lady, the girl I was speaking with, like I said, one of my friends, she was like, no, that doesn't constitute as quality time. I'm like, you think quality time is like going on a date and doing this. I'm like, bro, it all constitutes like you having to go spend, like us going out and spend more money than we want to go spend at the time on an off day, like on a day where I should just be relaxing. Like, yes, like I want you to be there and spend time with you. But like, bro, why do we always have to go out and do something? Like, why can't we just be cool just being inside every other weekend like it's not not an every weekend thing but like bro like if we go on a run grocery shopping and errands that's two three hours of my day at 9 10 in the morning at, on a saturday on a saturday mo more likely than not that until one two o'clock and then we're gonna go get lunch so like we got another hour like that's a whole damn day that's half the work day shit I mean, that's my personal opinion on it. I don't know how you feel about it, Mike. And, like, I'd love to hear the comments from the, specifically the ladies and see what they say. I'm sure a lot of guys would agree with me because because I, first, I know the first thing a woman's going to say, no offense to y'all, you're going to say, oh, that's just lazy. It's just, that's fucking relationships, bro. Like, that, I mean, like, it ain't going to be fine and dandy forever, bro. Like, I need to, like, I be hearing women be like, he needs to excite me. No, you need to excite me. Because I'm going to have to get the fuck out of the damn house at one point. Because I'm going to be old, fat, and ugly one day. Old, fat, and ugly. All of them. All of them. You're going to have to entertain my shit, too. So, that's my piece. Listen, I'm from Joko, Clayton, North Carolina. Where late at night, to hang out, we would go to Walmart. <laughs> so... <laughs> If grocery shopping doesn't constitute as quality time, then you might not get any of my time. <laughs> let's, let's be honest here. But on a more serious note, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, quality time should be any time spent with your significant other. Like, it shouldn't be dates. Or if you're looking at it like quality time should be dates or doing something extravagant with each other, blah, 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 blah. Your, your uh, love language is gifts and affirmations, bitch. <laughs> it's not quality time you're looking for gifts you're not looking for quality time quality time has nothing to do with what we're doing quality time is that we're spending time together and it is quality if you're with your person then whatever time you're spending with together should be quality right that's how i see it uh i don't think dates constitutes as quality time you know i mean Yes, all the guys that are listening, or I mean, I do think it constitutes as quality time, but I don't think that that is the uh, say all end all for quality time. You know, um, 
you know, all the guys listening to this podcast are one percenters or striving to be one percenters. So yeah, we can afford some dates here and there, but that's not something we should be doing every single time. And if we got to do that to have quality time together, then we probably don't have no real connection or any real spark. Cause for me personally, and my love language is quality time and physical touch. You know what I mean? So, 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 so. But, uh, <laughs> but quality time for me, man, is like we could sit here on the couch, have something on TV, and just be talking and vibing. And a couple hours go by, and I would be completely content with that 1,000%. 1,000%. And there does not need to be anything else outside of that we don't have to go nowhere and i to be 100 honest and most dudes probably feel this way i prefer it when we do that than when we go on the dates <laughs> to, to be 1000 honest but i mean no unless the shit ahead. like i didn't mean to cut you off my bad g um it, i agree with you too like i'm i'm one of those types of people bro like we could cuddle up Lay on the couch, and honestly, you probably can go to sleep, or I'm gonna sleep. No, me, I'm probably gonna be fucking knocked the fuck out. And I look, dude, it's it's cute as fuck. You be waking up like in your girl's lap, she just be like laying there. Y'all, one of you sleep, both of you sleep. It's like, bro, I love that shit, bro. Like that, like genuinely makes me happy because I'm like, I'm doing the little. It's the little things. You ever heard? You hear people say this shit all the time. It's the little things. It's the little things. It's the little things. Why is it always gotta be something big and played out? Like that's the problem, and that's honestly. I don't mean to make this a rant about like the generation again because I talk about it all the time, but it's the problem with our generation, bro. Like we always want to be able to post something or put something out there. Like post your man, just hang it. Like I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now, girls. If you want to get any girls off your, off your, off your man, bro, post him and you just laid up in the house. I'm telling you, bro. I am telling you. Them girls like, ah, oh, okay, that's his wifey now. Like, that's his wifey. Like, we do. There ain't no pulling him off that. Because you ain't just going to do that with no regular regular girl, bro. That's just what it is. Like, I think that's a real... I think that's even more... That's almost as intimate as having, like, sex with one another. I think it's almost that point of intimacy. Because it... Especially when it's just you two. Just you two chilling. It's not like your friends are hanging out with you guys and whatnot. Like, I'm not saying, like, that type of thing but it's like if it's just you two like it ha it constitutes it's right there bro it's and, right there and if we're not going to consider grocery shopping quality time then stay your ass home i don't need you with me because it would be much quicker if i hop in here because i'm not going to be window nice. shopping i can go in i know exactly what we need i'm gonna grab that 10 15 minutes max i'm out this hoe if that's not quality time then stay your ass at home so we can make this productive Bro. at least <laughs> like come on i got the funniest i got the funniest story and i kind of like let it roll but not even story but like thing that i uh the other day that happened so i'm out the other day we're at costco with uh my my roommate and his girlfriend and she's all into this like cutesy shit like little like plushies and all this other shit like bro it's just a waste of money in my opinion like whatever <laughs> but like and i told her i told her that like it's not like something that's a secret but she's like oh my gosh you guys are like so quick and i'm like the fuck like we came here to do a job like we're meant like us as men are meant to 
do boom, 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 boom. Don't get me wrong. If I go to the mall, like if I go to the mall with something in mind, I'm going to get that and I will peruse a little bit. I've given myself that leeway and that time to do so and know when I have the money and the time to do it. So I'm like, if I go in the mall, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go look for a new pair of shoes. I know I'm going to spend me 100, 150 at minimum. I already know that, right? I already know I'm going to do that. Yeah. So then if I want to hit a couple stores, I see a couple stores I haven't been to in a while. Like, oh, I'll pop in. And I'm not joking, bro. I'll go in those stores. I'll start looking at the price tags. I'll be in there for two minutes, bro. Like, it's funny as fuck. I know this shit happens to you, Mike, because you, you, you achieve. I'm not I'm in those stores. Not, he ain't in them stores. But like, but like, but I mean, Mike wears good shit, bro. Don't get it twisted. Like, he wears, um, look at what he's wearing tonight. He, he wears nice shit. But the thing is, like, It'd be funny as fuck. I'd be walking the doors, and it's always a girl greeting you, especially the clothing spots. And like, hey, like, let me know if you need any help. I'm like, oh, like, okay, like, I'm just browsing, not even joking. And basically, it's like I just ended the sentence, bro. I'm out the door. Like, it's like I just did a, <laughs> I just did a. <laughs> I will, I literally did that shit in like six stores the other day. I went to Urban Outfitters, bro. I wanted to see if they had like any cool like flowy type like last second like summer pickups like short sleeve like uh button downs that you were rocking this weekend they're fresh as fuck by the way Preach. like i was looking for like a linen type of type of vibe thing and bro no cap i went in there and looked at the prices and i was like these shits are not worth it i'm getting the fuck up out of here and i was gone in three minutes tops bro it did not even bother me so if you want to get quality time with me like i'm dead ass bro we can go to the mall and we can do that shit. Don't think I'm gonna be buying no shit for you. Like that's that's on you. You got your own money, right? You got your own bread. Like, and if I wanna buy something for you, I already got that planned in my head before I get there. Like, yeah. I already know that I'm gonna do that. Don't try to bring the spur of the moment shit. Like, oh, can you get me the Victoria's? No, 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 no. <laughs> I already bought the one thing. Yeah. I already bought the one thing. You gonna run my shit dry. You gonna run my shit like oh like guys are so financially irresponsible. No, bro, it's because we be spending all this money on women, bro. <laughs> we lose fifty percent of our income. The fifty percent of your income, they say, should go to your like living expenses, like the standard shit that you have to handle on a month-to-month basis. If you take in the other fifty percent, bro, we are broke. Like there is nothing we've got. We're nothing. I'm just a fucking body and a dick at that point. Like that's it. <laughs> I and can't if even we get, out, I'm not, I'm, if we out shopping, the only thing you're going to be able to convince me to do is buy some fucking good eats. That's the only thing you're going to convince me. If you if you're like, let's let's pop in this restaurant, I'm going to be like, shit, because, you know, I am kind of hungry. Like, <laughs> I could yeah. eat. And don't go and don't go to the restaurant that you're going to pick at my shit. I know that sounds selfish, bro. Nah, it's like you go to a restaurant and get the salad because you're trying to be slim thick and all that, which I respect. And I want you to be. Trust me. I want you to be, girl. But look, don't go here and buy. I get a whole thing on the side right here, and you. And next thing I know, you ate the whole goddamn side. I didn't even eat it. Like I didn't even eat it. I would have. Like I offered to order. I've had this happen, bro. I've offered to buy it. Like, hey, I can get you like the blah 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 blah. No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> Just fucking going at it. I'm like, damn. Like we could have got to go. Like I mean, it, it's. I'm sorry. Like. Back to the original question, because I know we want to end this pod, keep it short for y'all. I love the I love the short, quick ones. Not even short, quick ones, because they ain't never short and quick. We always say that shit, but they ain't never short and quick. <laughs> no. um, but if y'all don't think that's quality time, like you really need to reevaluate like what you are like 
if you're even ready for that type of shit. Because that's real life shit. That's what married couples do with the damn kids too, bro. With the damn kids. Like, that is the biggest break they have from the kids. Because all they can do is keep the kids in the fucking cart. They can keep them in clothes. They ain't got to keep up with them. Like, that's it, probably, it just does, that's it doesn't add up in my head, man. That's probably the closing argument to add there that you had as well. It's because, like, when you start thinking about quality time once you get older and you have a family and you have kids and you got all these responsibilities and obligations, things like going shopping and doing errands become the only time you might have with your significant other, just y'all two. everything else. You're living vicariously through your kids and whatnot. So you better get used to, you know, finding quality time in activities that aren't normally as extravagant or, um, you know, just like date wise activities. So <clears throat> that's probably the best closing argument for that sentiment. I thought it was a really good black react. Sterling put that in the doc. He put in the doc. I thought it was a good one for all the ladies that are listening. Make sure you comment. You tell us, hey, we're just a couple of men. We're speaking for man brain. You tell us where we're wrong. Tell us where, I mean, I don't think we're wrong. I don't think you're going to convince me otherwise, but I still want to hear what you have to say uh, because, you know, maybe there's some points that you had that we didn't consider. And like I've said multiple times, trust me, there will be an episode. Uh, I don't know when, but sometime in the future, we will get a female voice or maybe a couple female voices and we'll just have a complete dialogue we might not even go through news that podcast we might just have guy girl dialogue and just really get to the bottom of a bunch of shit but that's the time yeah that's but that's the time for another day um that is the episode today folks this was episode 23 i appreciate you spending time with us for the fellas out there listening listen man she only wants a one percent nigga so make sure that you read all the contracts that are slid your way and you're not signing no you're not signing off any conservatorship to some white family and they make a big ass movie and you don't get your money and now you looking like the wrong type of one percent nigga all right let's make sure that doesn't happen for the ladies out there listening he don't want you sweetie so move on please move on he does not want you he probably don't want you it's, it's okay, though, because you're still beautiful and powerful and will always love you. It's the After Dark Podcast. Until next time.